Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. Today, we're gonna to be talking about how you can possibly have multiple spiritually awakening processes in your life with plant medicine, and how nature and animals can play a key role in that for you. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushroom. Mushroom. All right, so here we go. Um, Oliver Carlin here, like I just, you got, you already know who I am, and I'm on right now with Gemma, and again, this is episode two now of season two of Curative Mushrooms podcast, where the theme of this whole, um, this whole season is about waking up and how plant medicine can help people to achieve that. Last episode, we had Chase on, and he had achieved his um, spiritually awakening experience through meditation and study. Um, and you already know about my story, but today we, who we got on is a really special guest and somebody I look up to a lot. And I met Gemma, it's been over a year now in Florida at an event. And when I first met her, I immediately fell in love with her. I had like goosebumps and it was just the first time I just met her. I didn't even know much about her at the time. And I could just feel that she was a very special person. And I knew we were going to be doing stuff together in the future. And as I got to know her more, I mean, her story just blew my mind. It was so incredible. The more I got to know her and what her company does. And this, she's, been, she's been running a nonprofit now for almost like two decades, I think, in New Mexico. And, and she's done some incredible stuff. And her whole, it's a nonprofit built all around um, they have members and helping people to use plant medicine in the right way and educating people. And they've got so many different things that they do. And, um, Gemma can speak much, um, better about a lot of the stuff they got going on, um, over there. And so I'm going to turn it over to Gemma right now. Um, uh, thanks for being here, Gemma. Um, I know you're in another country right now, right? Yeah. I'm in Mongolia. You're in Mongolia, right? <laughs> Mongolia, yeah, wow. beautiful place, just learning the traditions and the culture um, of the horse more, because a, um, a lot of what revolves with plant medicine, actually, the big connection of indigenous peoples and plant medicine is the horse. So I came to Mongolia, and, you know, I'm learning more of the traditions here because um, it's just a beautiful place, and just really starting to understand, just learn more why plant medicine and what here is humanity our role is with these amazing teacher plants so it's pretty awesome and we do a lot with horses uh you know that's kind of a lot of the integration work we do with plant medicine before and after um and it's very very grounding it really helps people to understand what they're waking up into and because a horse has such a strong force and energy and just 
really teaches us about how to be in the now and to not like go too far in the future of the past. They stuck in stories because stories is what the plant medicine wakes up out of, especially the mushroom. Um, it wakes up out of stories. Sometimes it can keep us in stories, meaning like that's why we, you know, we make sure to prepare ourselves before and after knowing that like, our stories we're supposed to let go of because that's part of waking up. And then, you know, how do you wake up without freaking out and not feeling so ungrateful? And information comes into you at once and you know, it, it, it's really is, it, it's just such a blessing to, to especially work with you. And I'm such, such a big fan of your work, Oliver, and it was such a blessing meeting you, being able to um, be a part of your journey and your safeguard. So you continue your work everywhere and spread it amongst everybody because the mushrooms are here to help evolve humanity as we know especially through ptsd and depression and just everyday life at this point i mean you don't even need to put a name on it i mean with the transitions that's going on on the planet right now like this medicine the mushrooms it's for everybody and especially growing it in your home with the curated mushroom grow kits i mean it's having them around too just their teachers they talk to you their 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 energy too like when you understand them set up an altar and you're making offerings to them praying and giving thanks to them you know it's like they're they're there to create the force field around you to help you and i know it's like hard to kind of understand it all at first because you know it's like we're living in such a paradigm matrix put up by just a few very smart humans that don't have any intention of humanity, but just to take all the resources they can from Earth. And, you know, it's really hard to wake up and to understand that and see that and be like, well, I have a big mission on Earth and just waking up and going to make money and da da da. Like, you know, it's like it's we have to be here for our family as much as possible. We have to create soul family. It's really this period of time where it's really important to create soul family through plant medicine and. And to understand that you're not alone. And that's what mushrooms really, that's what they do is they, they bring our brain and our heart, heart cognitive function together. And they help us to work more from our heart versus our mind. Because we have been programmed by other people's minds and been taught and told things that are just like so not true. And and we have to just like you know, understand that it's okay that we living that way and it's okay to still navigate in this world and and that you're not alone and so anyways i'm a big fan of oliver carlin and i really thank you that you're giving this beautiful opportunity to people to grow their own medicine because then the medicine can when you're growing it in your own home it hears you and then it can like okay they they need more of this or they need more of that like this is like emotionally or mentally going through this and that okay well let's put this into our medicine more let's and literally the mushrooms are alive they're growing they're talking, they're communicating they're working with you and it's when you're growing them that's where you're getting a lot of the medicine because they around you and they know repair and they know what you need and they're picking up on your energy and it's just miraculous yes Thank you for having me on. Thanks for all your sweet words. Right back at you, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I totally agree with what you're saying about growing them. There's something special about 
when you grow them yourself. I don't know what it is, but um, I totally agree with you there. Um, so you're in Mongolia right now, and what do you say horses are a big part of what you do, especially at your organization, um, Wuminati. And so what, what role do the horses play? I know we're going to get into like your awakening experience in a moment, but I just curious, like, cause I know you do a lot with horses and it's a big part. We do, yeah, we do a lot with horses and horses are great for integration because one, they, and sometimes like, it's not about, about your experiences. It's about integrating new ones. And with the horses, have big auric fields and what we like they're like big rainbows and and actually we sessions where you mushrooms with horses and it's phenomenal to work because they like when you put hands on them or just even be around their energy is so strong that they actually like, they they like it's almost like their energy like eats or it helps to dis dis dissipate like your bad negative thoughts, emotions, stories, blockages, memories. They help you integrate them because their force field is so big and you're feeling them and the energy is like flowing to help you flow more. And and actually, what do you know? How do we grow mushrooms? So, you know, it's kind of like, well... And then also too, like how did like this and them and mushroom? How did they all appear? They came from the hoof of the horse by traveling from their poop. You know, it's like they bring this medicine. They're 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 a very part of integration before and after. Because when you wake up, you need help. You need assistance. You need you know you, you it's hard to do it on your own. You've been in this story, this program for so long. And you need to be remind yourself every day. And so horses help us. Even if you watch just movies of horses and videos, if you're not able to go out and physically like touch a horse or be around a horse, just go out in nature, you know, visual horses are great for visualizations too. Like we do um in our ceremonies visualizations of the horse. The horse, like, you know, you, you ride your horse on a rainbow. This is something actually I learned in peyote ceremonies. Because especially like when you're when you're going deep with a psychedelic and you're riding that wave and and, and maybe a lot is coming up, you when you do these visualizations like you visualize a horse, you visualize really riding a horse on a rainbow. It, it's a it's an amazing visualization. And and then you listen to songs. We do a lot of with toning and breath work. That's why I highly recommend when you're eating it's like Hey, you're in complete silence or you're like you're listening to some like 432 hertz like frequency music you're listening to tone tuning bowls drumming you know there's a really amazing maria sabrina you can play her youtube you know we sing sacred songs because the they're also too they're connected to this they're connected to the horse and and the horse helps to really bring down to, to the frequency of the land ground because like they're constantly in especially with these devices now especially with the televisions especially with our high like you know this life that we live in that we do so fast and make money and survive and you know it's like they help to remember you just like yo slow down quiet mind as well so you know that's a term that we quiet mind is a quiet horse so meaning like 
you know, just breathe, calm down, be here now. It's all about being here now because this is the next moment. We're so like constantly being fed television, radio, the social media to like to not be here now and be now. It's all part where giving gratitude and thanks for the water, for the earth, for the wind, for all the earth is creating all this materialism for us, and we hardly ever think about that. We hardly thanks. We're giving thanks to our our time, the money, our, our clothes, our makeup, which great, but we wouldn't things if it wasn't for the water, if it wasn't for the earth, you know, if it wasn't for these beautiful animals that are helping to keep the rhythm of the planet going, since, like, humanity is so whack. And, you know, it, it's a lot, especially when you wake up at first, you start seeing how people around, they might make you for each other, stuff like this. You might feel humiliated. That's okay, you can feel those. And just know you're not alone. And the animals, even dogs, Birds, cats, there's things to have around because they remind you that you can be you can slow down and you can experience this moment and gain more. Mm-hmm. So that's how the horse, you know, the I mean that's that's kind of a little like I went off on a tree branch there, but you know, the horses are here for grounding just help you mentally. And I've been doing a free therapy program. Uh, especially the last 12 years, very strong for our nonprofit and for our members of our organization. And we've had so many breakthroughs, so many breakthroughs where people just cry, they laugh, they're feeling something, they move through something, they let go of something that's holding them back, a story. And that's what, that's what the mushroom teachers, they do. And, and that's what they end It's so important to have the elements around because especially the, the, so that's why we we do so much with the horse. A lot of just a lot of the ways of the land, like chopping wood, carrying water. It's all about the ways of the horse. And so, and being in Mongolia right now, I'm getting ready. I'm doing the Mongolian Year Two Derby. Which, um, I'm going to be racing horses uh, 620 miles in nine days, six different wild Mongolia. And I'm going to be in the country. and I've been learning so much from the country people here in the herd just you know live in a girder you know they live in a solar panel they have their herds of their sheep and their goats and their cows and they're loving life they have families you know they have families. and we're living in the u.s where right now it's like like it's just like this whole like polyamorous oh i know that i said the right word or not you know it's like where it's like they're like the u.s is trying to destroy families is trying to like the whole mentality is trying to destroy family life trying to destroy you know, people staying together in unity, you know, they're trying to just like, I don't understand why whoever is puppeting this, this society thinks that it's like good to do this to humanity, putting us in this chaos, especially in the USA. But it's so beautiful to be in Mongolia where it's like, there's people that are just, they're focused on their families. They're just focused on, eating. they're focused on getting their water. They're focused on, you know, making their fire. They're focused on taking care of their animals, doing their life and they're happy. And they grow old and they live together. And that's what life is about, is, is making your family strong. And that's what these teacher plans, they really remind us to do. If we, and, and meaning allow, like, we, we follow guidance. You follow guidance, like, from all of all guidance from people like me. People that are really here to, like, to teach you the integration and how to grow. And how to be just a better being, like, leave a cleaner blueprint 
And it's a tough world, you know, that we're in right now. A lot of what I think of the way but I've also been eating psychedelics really strong in ceremony for 22 years. And I've been doing it in ceremonial ways, off the land, off the grid, you know, really being able to talk to, like, our ancestors from the sky and the earth and understand that, you know, it's hard when we live in a grid or a city, we're constantly, you don't even realize we're picking up thoughts, we're picking up frequencies that aren't ours. Now with all the technology, I mean, there's thoughts coming through people's heads. They're not yours. And we have to understand that, too, that, like, there is so much going through now. And God bless this technology. We wouldn't be able to do this right now. It's so amazing. I'm in Mongolia. You know, you're in the U.S. And look how fast this is. I mean, it, it blows my mind, like, this technology. You know, it's like, it's actually, <laughs> humans used to speak in energy. And that's what womaniti means. Womaniti is a Indian word. And, and that's what actually mushrooms do. They, when you eat them and, and when you trauma, you know, you can actually, like, you can see the rainbows. You can see the hieroglyphics and the frequencies that go between them, connect us. And that's the thing. Horses really show you that. They show you that. Like, you'll, like, connect your rainbow to their forehead, pineal glands, straight up. And then back and forth. And that's how we used to speak. That's how we that that was proof. The Lemurians who were on the planet and the thousands and thousands of years ago. And now we've evolved to where we have to eat all the time. Now we've evolved where we have to talk all the time. Now we've evolved where we have to work for money all the time. You know, and that's great. But there's a deeper meaning in life. There's, there's, and there's how you get your food and your water. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you, you covered a lot of really, really good points there. Um, one thing you mentioned was with how animals play a special role in your, your spiritual awakening process. And I can testify from my personal experience. I remember I was in Costa Rica and I was doing a pretty big dose for the second time. And... I was floating around in the ocean. I was kind of like just bobbing around out there like a buoy because I, I just that was what I felt like I wanted to do. And there was this dog, wild dog, running with a bunch of other wild dogs. He was far away. I don't even know how he could see me. My head was the only thing popping out of the water. And he like stops in his tracks and he sees me. And I see him and he stares at me way far away for like a minute or two. I'm like, this is weird. Like, He's, I'm looking around like I'm the only person out here and he comes sprinting at me right up to the ocean and he's like sniffing around and he's looking at me. He's just sitting there looking at me for like five minutes, not moving. And I remember I was in tears because I was remembering my dog and, and stuff like that at the time. And, but I remember I was like, wow, like it's so interesting. It, it's weird because even my first time I did a heavy dose there was involvement with animals. Animals just came out of the jungle, like a whole family, I don't even know what they're called, came out of the jungle and just started looking at me and sniffing around me, wild animals. And, and I'm just watching them and, but I totally agree, like there's something very special with animals that um, when, whenever I do these things, I just, I don't know what it is. It's almost like they know that, that you're seeing them and it's just, it's really a connection. I just feel like they're like, you're talking about being able to communicate. 
three, um, just through emotion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that happens with animals mm-hmm. in those moments. But yeah, and then, um, <clears throat> but yeah, you mentioned a lot of really cool stuff um, in what you just said. And I think uh, right now, I think it's a good point to, if you, do you mind, because I know your story, when I first heard your story about um, what you've been through in your life was just, you know, it took, I was like, speechless when I heard it the first time. Um, do you mind to tell your story and like how you got involved with plant medicine and what it's done for you and maybe how you were able to go from, you know, to having a spiritual awakening. Experience? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I had a very, I went through a lot of trauma, um, starting from the age of seven years old to about 18. My Life was hell. Nobody understood me. I was born in Maryland, um, and I was born as an awakened, enlightened being. And um, from the age of se- I'm gonna just wrap it up in a from the age of seven to eleven. I believe I was in the ultra program through my dreams. Um, I had the same repetitive dream for four years, where I was like put up, put up in a spaceship. <laughs> And I was like being tested on. I was having these big frequencies run through me. I had these big, long, kind of like acupuncture needles put through my body. Felt and sometimes just like these, like uh, you know, those white little things, the little sucker things on your body. And they were testing and running frequencies on on me. And it's funny because now it's these are the same frequencies are now using through amazing technology, but they're really disrupting me. Um, and I'm and I'm not alone. I'm finding a lot more. Down the last years, uh, I started like being able to actually like deal with. It, it took I'm 39, but you know it took me found and bring it back up because it was very traumatizing. So when I was 11, I tried to tell my parents about this dream, and what do they do? They stick me in the psych ward. I don't know, 11 years old, and I heavy medication. I mean, they put me on Wolbutrin, Ritalin, Ritalin, Resperidol. So all horrible fucking drug um, that should not be legal. It just destroyed me as my childhood, destroyed my childhood, and I ended up just, just had a whole life then from up to the age of all this self affliction. Um, I got got a school thirteen. I got sent to a boarding school, got a boarding school, and then I turned into a runaway. I was locked up in four different countries by the time I was 18 years old. And I ran, I was a hobo. I was a squatter punk kid. I ran with other children. I ended up running with gangs. I ended up working for the nine Hells Angels when I was years old as a yes girl. And, you know, I, I saw different things and I was a part of a lot of dark things. And, you know, I was so lost as a child and my family didn't understand me at that point. So my family somewhat abandoned me. Um, because they they had they didn't know how to understand you know God bless them you know now I just now I just being thirty nine now and I've done a lot of healing work but again like this started when I was seven years old I'm thirty nine so so um at the age of eighteen I was very blessed to find Taos New Mexico rode freight trains out from the east coast to um, Tucson Arizona and um and like 
at that point really realized, wow, you have soul family everywhere. We don't even realize it. Like, especially like not having any kind of contact. No one in my family contacted me because they just thought I was so crazy and just so like out there. And that hurt a lot too. So I, I inflicted myself with a lot of self-affliction trauma, I will call it, from the ages, especially like uh, 11 to 18 years old. And um, I through so much, and I have so many, so many sad stories. And I'm very lucky I'm alive. I'm a survivor of a lot of things. And um, and I, I, I suffer from very bad depression, PTSD. I suffer, uh, I've been also diagnosed as bipolar, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, that was when I was young, my teenage years. I also, too, I, I cured myself from HIV and herpes. Um, so when I was 18, that's when I started kind of waking up. I, I found a house in New Mexico. I went on a I just met this random soul brother. I call a lot of people soul brother and sister because we have angels all around us. We have people that, whether we've known them in this lifetime or in this lifetime, are our angels, you know? And, and so, and we're just led. If you follow your heart and you just keep going, like we will find your way home. Anyway, so uh, this soul brother's name was Poppy. He gave me a van land in Taos. And he's like, here, take this van. He's like, go to Taos. At that point, I was losing friends to addiction, like heroin, doses, alcohol. And also at that point, too, I I tried to myself a bunch of times. I almost been killed a few times by gangs. Went through sexual, physical abuse, all kinds of things. I just didn't care about my body anymore because... Um, I woke up a hard way through all the psych drugs, seeing all the, and also being in that program through seeing like, oh my God, like humanity is so fucked up. I don't care. I don't want to be here. here. So I just, you know, I inflicted all the trauma on me. And so I made it to Mexico and I didn't realize it was like the spiritual mecca of the United States. I didn't realize like all the Native American Indians that live there. And I was really blessed because I got adopted in, like, spiritually into the American church. And I got, which is a, a peyote church. And, and I got adopted into all these traditional ways. And I hung out with, like, you know, a lot of amazing, like, activists that were, like, you know, all about clean food and water and, and eating. And so I, like, came into this world where I was, like, this really, like, I was really hurt. I mean, I was also locked behavior modification camps. I don't know if you guys that Paris Hilton's kind of talking a lot about it, but I was on two that were shut down. Uh, one in Mexico and the other called Tranquility Bay. And I went through a lot of abuse in those places. And and a lot of people out of that, you know, and, you know, they're either dead or they're lost in drugs and alcohol because of the abuse we went through in there. And, you know, so I had so much and luckily, like, I when I got to Taos, I started to learn how to chop wood and carry water. And I lived in an adobe house that my friend made all the bricks. And I ended up just staying at She didn't ever take the land at that time because I couldn't live, like, in the sagebrush, like, out in the middle of nowhere. Like, so I lived in his little adobe house that he had built. He made every brick himself. And chop wood and I had to carry water. I had to go hitchhike into town 20 miles. My water and carry my five gallon I had to learn how to wash dishes with less water I had to learn how to drink you know I had to you know there was just so much and it was just so beautiful the experience and then, 
then I started meeting uh meeting Thomas. And I started meeting medical people and they started giving me cats to eat and they started giving me mushrooms to eat. And when I was by my I started doing this by myself because I was so out there that even like shamans and stuff like here, just do this by yourself. Like this is because I had a lot of heavy back when you're shaman. You know, sometimes it, it's better. It's better that you know, like if you see someone that's in a lot of trauma, the best thing to do is like let them do it. Let them let them understand. And when they're ready, they can come to you and do it. But I also was in a place where I was protected. Like I wasn't in a place where I'd get arrested if I go out naked and scream. You know, but I had so much trauma like that I needed to do that <laughs> and stuff and just like and just like feel just the energy and just feel like the grids of the mountains. So where I was spiritual mecca and I was very blessed to be there. So when I first started eating mushrooms and stuff, I started feeling the grids between the mountains. I started like the, I just started seeing the matrix. Oh, we're just like we're at this great time. We're in these mandalas. We're in these we're in this I mean like you just start seeing all the layers go away. You know, and and you know, I laugh and cry and because my movies would start coming out in front of me. The medicine's like, okay, this is holding you back. And then like a movie of like a blockage that, I, that is still in my body. And, you know, like it's not, you know, it's good like to, to, to look into it, but not to dissect it, you know, cause you can never change the past. And that's why now when I do ceremony, I'm able to sit in the, I'm able to sit in ceremonies and, and now I lead ceremonies and do stuff like that. But when I first started with all the trauma I had in the baggage, which was not, normal i mean i was technically was a veteran of street abuse of sexual abuse of of like of behavior modification camp abuse of jails of like just see dark sides that this world has created in physically you know and, and so you know it's like, like for instance they called me a tp pole and TP, they wouldn't let me go on the tp at first they would like the medicine people would give me peyote or for instance like they wouldn't let because I, because I would just, I was not in a place where like, I could sit and just listen to the songs and like, and being, I would start like acting out and getting up and, and like, you know, just like, just me, 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 you know, like, help me, help me, help me. But, and, you know, the best thing to do is just kind of like discover the medicine on your own and to go. <laughs>
Give me a couple of seconds. they're going to do it right when we're in the middle right. of the podcast, right? <laughs> Get hot in here. That, that's only the perfect time okay. to do it. <clears throat> so, yeah, please continue. Um, you the, you were talking about, you know, how you were, before the loud siren was going off, you were talking about how you were taking these plant medicines and how you were, you couldn't participate in the ceremonies and stuff because it was all about you. And then... If you want to just keep continuing on. From so, where yeah, you were. so I mean, I, I had a lot of trauma just because I was abandoned by my family, like, and I didn't have anybody, and I, and I, and I was like stuck in then this self affliction story for a long time. And, and then, I mean, I had eaten so much medicine. I mean, I've eaten, I've probably eaten like, done like hundreds of psychedelic trips with mushrooms, peyote you know, ayahuasca, a little bit of ioba game, you know, and then I started working with almonds because I grew old. But when I first started from like the ages of 18 to 23, I ate, I ate plant medicine pretty much by myself. And then, and I was doing it out in the desert. Where the desert's a great place because there's just a lot of, um, there's a lot of energy and especially where I live in Taos, they do a lot of traditional ceremonies, all the name Americans, so they honor the elements elements there are very very much alive because they're respected by these main traditions that the Native American Indians have been holding for thousands of years on this beautiful fire that they've been I don't know if you know much about northern New Mexico but I live within um, 13 different traditions and the culture is just like so beautiful they're people so you know they do a lot of ceremonies with their village they do dances, they, you know, they pick herbs and they take them to the mountains and they, you know, they, they do respectful offerings with tobacco and corn and so much stuff. So much stuff I don't even know either because I'm an insider and I haven't been able to, to be taught. But I'm lucky because my baby's daddy, my daughter's, um, he's a very American man and he's one of the big, also two forces of womaniti and as well as you know, a lot of our other tribal members and stuff. So have really helped us to like, you know, awaken these beautiful, um, you know, plant teachers and to awaken the traditional ways so we can safeguard ourselves energetically from keeping out interference from, you know, from, uh, labels like police and labels like, you know, um, whatever side you want to call it of the, <laughs> I'm saying, like, just talking about um, just people that try to come in the way to stop stop us from doing the work that are afraid of the capability of what psychedelics do. Because psychedelics, they wake you up. 
They wake us up out of colonialism. Yeah. And colonialism is what's destroying the planet right now. And it's the genocide that also the medicine people too, like a lot of the Americans for about, or the last few hundreds of years has been complete genocide. Their medicines taken from them, their boxes, their sacred items, their families murdered and raped. I mean, it's horrible. It's still, you know, all up to the nineties, my, my family, uh, my daughter's family, like they've had their, they've had police come into their ceremonies and, and take their, take their elders, you know, take their sacred souls. You know? This is why, you know, it's like a lot of Native American, they're not to share their tradition, sharing the outside, especially light colored white people because of what's happened and the respect, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of lineage that is ancestral trauma that needs to be healed. You know, that's what these medicines, that's why it's really important to respect our indigenous people and that they've through so much. I tasted it. I've been, I've been 22 years into, you know, my mother and father, they have lineage of, of European indigenous ways and curandera ways but you know it's like just living it in the last 200 years it's been like you get genocide you get you know killed over you get even in this day and age i mean i, I do so much work i help heal people you know i really do i'm medicine and and i help so many people and i get thrown under the rug all the time over it and it's really hard for me to come up and talk about stuff because how judgmental people are because we've been people have been programmed to throw shamans and healers under the rug. I mean, you know, like our families, like you know, uh, murdered families uh, by addiction. You know, because of like how much hate we get, and and it's just like you know, luckily, like it's waking up. You know, it's it's been really hard for me to to even come out and to talk about like this podcast on lives because it is just tough. I'm in a tough position and stuff. So, you know, it's it I'm really for the work we do and um when I was twenty three that's when I started leading ceremonies with mushrooms. It was really cool because when I where I started leading the ceremonies was in this place called it's a pataka, which is an, means an abandoned riverbed and is out on the west side of the east. The, this place where I started running mushroom ceremonies and I wasn't even planning in, on it. I mean, it was so crazy. I was squatting like 45 miles, sorry, not 45 miles, 45 minutes off the of main road, which was about 20, 20 miles off the of main road. But it, it like, but um, right across the Rio Grande Bridge in this place called Star Community, which was uh, Mike Reynolds, he created our community, which was one of the first earthship communities that failed. I don't know if you've heard of earthships, but they're these sustainable building structures where they pound tires full of dirt and they're like they're completely off grid, they rain water and all this stuff. I was squatting on this ramp by myself at a vegetable school bus and I had a herd of horses and like and then a pack of dogs that showed up every night. Um and I started um I just started like getting these mushrooms. And and mainly just started coming to me. I had a a, a dear late uh, shaman who was bringing me these mushrooms and like coming out and giving me these mushrooms and like bringing people. And so then I'd sit them in the pataka and this this place was very very 
it's an abandoned riverbed. There's petroglyphs, and petroglyphs are like drawings from thousands of years. And oh, so and I found this sacred spot, um, which we didn't realize until we were in the ceremony was a mountain lion lair. Because like during the ceremony, um, one of one of um, um, one of the participants went up like above the, the the like the top of the pataka and started digging and all these bones and we're like oh my gosh this is we're sitting in mountain lions there but and I mean it was amazing the spot that I found like was like this round it was just like this uh, round mountain uh, circle like, and and seats like all made by the the pataka. And um and we would just have the most amazing ceremonies. I mean the cocapellis would come, which are like they're the they're the kachina music. And they would come and they would cast their shadows on the rocks and there'd be fireballs going across, which they say is like that's the, the energy of the shamans coming in. And I mean you see spaceships, we see spaceships all night, and then we like we would see scenes almost like coming out of the rocks that are you know, teaching us history of these medicines. And this was one of the most powerful spots I ever run the mushroom ceremonies. And this was when I first started. And I didn't even, like, plan it. It just started happening because of all my healing work I was doing. And I was really blessed in a very high spiritual place. And this pataka is in alignment with Tibet. And, and the, 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 locals, the local natives, they call it the the gateway between heaven and earth because all the time there's all this like celestial activity going on. Literally you see space, fireballs, you see stars lining up, you see all kinds of things. And even if you're not eating medicine, you see it still. Like very um very beautiful spot. And so that's when like I started really like standing in my power, waking up and realize I need to be a leader with this medicine. And, um, and it's been really great since, you know, I've been really blessed to, to like be there for people and help people grieve and up and get over their fears and, you know, and at the same time work on my own. And, you know, it's like when you eat this medicine, it, it, it shows you, it shows you, you know, you, it's good to set intentions. Like, you know, it's like you write out a few questions beforehand, you know, you, you don't have sex for before four days after. You know, it's like you, you take alcohol out. You take, try to take your prescription medicine out if you can. You know, um, if you're safe to do that, if you feel safe to do that. So there's also, I make medicine and herbs that get people off of crazy psych meds. I've helped people get off of 17 to 20 years being on crazy medicine. And, you know, and it's like, it's all about knowing, like, how to deal with yourself emotionally going through and doing the breath work and following certain tones and songs and you know and just waking up taking off being on the earth you know and you know or if you don't even if you're not able to do that that's great set up your sacred space in your home you know it's like rearrange your home you don't need to you know go out and do the big you know celestial adventure just yet it will come to you you don't have to think oh god or that way like when the medicine comes to you, if you're watching this, that medicine is talking to you. Say, hey, it's time for you to start eating, growing, growing me. It's time for you to start 
and understand me, you know, and, and it's a food, it's a food that evolves us. And the, there's a reason why it's been banned because it, it wakes people up at this horrible movie that humanity has placed that, you know, that, that that's been projected on us. And, you know, this is the time now on earth and prophecy and all kinds of religions and stories. What's happening now, right now, these, these plant teachers help us to transition, to transition into a space where we as humans need to come together more in community and we need to put down our differences and what we program because how did this society create well because a few smart families came together and they realized wow well if we stay together this is going to happen but we need to program people to constantly have drama to constantly not like each other constantly turn against each other this is good oh god then you can't trust you know realize that this time is so important because the manifestation which is predicted especially a lot by the mind Buddha and Native American Indians and Aztecs and I mean all over all these Asian cultures I mean you know it's just like I mean the U.S. culture for the most part the U.S. has been built on genocide we need to realize too like we need to focus on evolving ourselves we need to focus on how can we pray for the lands to return back to the Native American Indians because that's really where the prophecy that's where humanity is going to find balance in the U.S. when the land is returned back to the original owners. And and right now, we're going to see a lot of chaos until it happens. And you know, I pray every day because all that's going to happen without fighting killing people. So it's like, how do we do? Well, we plant medicine. We just, we, we talk to our teachers and we think about violence. We don't think about, you know, and we try not to. It's really hard in this day and age. I, get, I still get free every day when I just see, like, how people treat each other and and just like the societies we live in especially in the u.s it's really i understand especially the women veterans after they've fought for this country of the usa especially or and and how we treat them you know and how we treat our youth and, and you know how we've kind of grown up i don't realize it but we've been programmed in pedophilia that's and, and we need to like not have that because pedophilia uh, and and the whole sexual like programming is what one of the biggest distractions keeping community together. And the the most important thing right now is to bring community together, to forgive each other, and to keep and to humiliate. And that's what mushrooms do is they make like you'll eat them, you'll start crying, you'll start laughing. It's okay. You know, like you're gonna start sometimes you can You know, it's okay to understand that, like, you know, it's like we, as beings, like, the only way right now to keep going is to know that all there is is love, and that's all we can be, and 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 it's hard to even talk about how that to be that way, and I'm still trying to figure it out every day. You know, I've had to do a lot of forgiving myself for all the self-affliction that I created because I couldn't, like get out of my story like my story of like pain and self-affliction was just like keeping me going and I just went over the deep end 
And then finally, like, you know, the last, the last really strong, the last like 18 years of my life. Oh, it's just been so amazing. Like I totally did. And I turned from like a really angry, angry, lost, lost child of just like so much. I'd seen so much darkness and I afflicted so much darkness on myself. Just complete, complete 180 of now I'm like this amazing killer come to me and, and and now I'm helping like so many people how to eat right, how to breathe and how to handle their emotions and how to just handle reality, you know, and I think so Thanks so much to that, to my indigenous relatives, like my spirit relatives and American Indians that took me in when I was a lost child. And, you know, I wish my parents would have known about them because in Maryland Coast, where you know, back then in the 90s, like, I mean, most American Indian culture is all genocide. It still is to this day. You know, a lot of people are bringing it back. And I have a lot of beautiful soul relatives that are now going over there doing ceremony, you know, activating activating the ancestors there to, to come back, you know, and it's, you know, and I, I, I don't be alive if it wasn't for the American culture. And you know what, at this point, the lands have to return back to them. And, you know, we have to pray and pray to visualize it every day. Cause if once that happens, there will be so much peace on earth with our relations, with, with abundance, with our materialism, with our health. I mean, <sighs> It, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but, but if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have it. We would not have it. They're the ones that fought, have lost their families because of, like, and a lot of it's been because of, like, the genocide that we've been programmed to treat each other. And we just have so much learning to do. And these mushrooms are here Let's do that. And and we can go with them every day. And they help us to just like integrate. Okay, like our heart space more. Okay, like this is energy. Okay. We're in the now. Like get out of our stories. I mean, life is about getting out of your stories. We have to just keep every day out of the story, out of the story. Because we're constantly making up stories because talking all the time and talking to her and him and that and you know, it's like, what is real anymore? What is real is what's happening now. What is your, family? your family are the people that they don't have to be blood. Okay. I've proven that you don't have to be blood and you can survive on your own and it can be hard, but you've got to realize and pray and, and thanks every day. And you find your way home and meditation, especially emptying our mind. And mushrooms help us empty our minds. And some it's so much to like giving all this information like you're like whoa okay, I breathe. that's why it's important to, to know before you eat how to eat. visualizations how to meditate you know beautiful things that that we offer you and, and you're gonna do fine you're gonna do great and you're gonna get rid of your depression your anxiety be able to integrate and be in life and you know it's a lot Especially when you first start eating mushrooms, and one of the way right now, I might, but it's okay. You, you're watching us, and you're waking up, and and 
that matters. Hold on one second. I just got to um, let my, my friend in. Sure. Come in, come in. I'm still on the podcast, but come on all in. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what, that's what life is about, you know, and man, you know, we've all been trauma. <laughs> Everything, grief, lives. You know, we're all waking up. So, you know, do if you want to do your best for yourself, start working with these mushrooms. Even just growing them and having them around and like meditating with them. You don't even have to eat them if you're afraid to. Just have them around. Listen to them. See how your life is going to change for the better. That's why they're here. That's why there's a huge movement happening now with the mushrooms that we're leaders of, that we've been leaders of. I've been 22 years leading this. I've been thrown under the rug. I've almost lost my life, been locked up in jail, all kinds of things. But luckily I haven't, which is great. Because mm -hmm. I have goals and I created an amazing organization, an amazing tribe of people. That we've been successfully, successfully creating the safeguard for people to do their work, their work, and to grow and to utilize these plant medicines. So I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah thanks, Jim. I yeah, you shared a lot of amazing stuff there. Um, one one interesting thing, you know, for me about what you're saying is a big part of your healing has come from being closer to nature and being around the stuff that's the fundamentals to life, like going to get water and coming back, you know, just doing just things that some of us think like are below us or something that we shouldn't be doing. But I mean, you've gained this reconnection with this. And, you know, for me personally, I know like, man, I don't know what it is, but when I'm in nature, I have this special connection and it's, it's almost just completely meditational just to be in that environment. And, and so I totally agree with everything you're saying as far as that goes. Um, <clears throat> now, we're almost out of time. The time goes by so quick. Um, <clears throat> now, do you mind to share for, um, like how, if you can, I know you've done so many different plant medicines and you've had so many different experiences with it, but can you remember back to around maybe the first life-changing moment that you had with whatever plant medicine it was do you remember like what it was like before you did it and after um that caused like whatever like the change in the way you seen the world did, was there ever a moment like that for you where you had you went from a complete shift in your mind yes do you remember the first time that ever happened for you and what, what, what that was like? It's funny because I've been trying to think that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I've had so many shifts. And I'm like, <laughs> you've had so many shifts. <laughs> I'm constantly waking up. And, uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, I think my biggest shift was.
think like 2002. Um, okay. 2002. I had my biggest show. And, and that was... I was actually eating. I was catching wild mushrooms. I was out in northern New Mexico, and I was um, I caught these two wild mustangs, and I um, I went. I asked permission to this to see if I could camp out in the corral that they had um, for a week or two to friendly these mustangs, and and I never ever caught before, and so um, so anyway, so I had these two Mustangs in the corral and um, horses. And I was camping out with them in the middle of nowhere. Again, this is out in the desert, just sagebrush in between mountains. You know, all you see is the stars and the land. And I was eating, I started eating mushrooms. It was, I had a fire built and I was camping right outside of their corral. And I was, I started eating some mushrooms. And all of a sudden, like, I started communicating with this horse. And um, his name was Shaitan, actually. It means Night Rider of the Sky. I ended up naming him. And um, it was really amazing, actually. This is a total wild mustang. Actually, how trained. It was very non-traditional. We, I, I was eating mushrooms. This is the first time I ate mushrooms with him. And um, and so, well, like I was talking about earlier, like I started to see, I didn't realize like how strong our pineal glands are, and 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 then I started learning after this experience how polluted, like things that are put in our foods, like fine sugar, fluoride, um, even like uh, pig eating pig and and stuff like that. That well, there's certain, and also some of the, the uh, what's it called, the chemicals and stuff that they put in meat or whatever in, in our food really like dirties our pineal gland, and I didn't realize like how much clearer life is energetically. That, uh, I mean, I shifted that night. I literally, like that night in 2002, I shifted like all this darkness that I was attracting. I had these like these chakras open that were like attracting all this like negative energy, bad people, really bad people into my light. And this horse started t telling me this and started like telling me we like connected literally like we connected our third eyes was like a rainbow. And he started like, like transmitting, like, like we were transmitting back and forth through the rainbow and our third eye like energy and, and he was communicating to me and, and telling me telling me things. I'm like, is this like God or the horses? God is coming through like us as transmitters right now. And I had never in my life experienced that. And 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 the fire too. The fire was the fire too was communicating to us too. Like we had this, we had the energy was beaming from our our forehead to our heart to the fire. And I had never experienced anything. I was like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? And I'm all by myself with these. And and um and I and and before then I didn't realize I didn't realize like that I had control 
of afflicting myself with pain. Like all the time I blamed it on my parents. I blamed it on all this stuff. And I still did actually still, you know, it was, it took a lot for me to forgive my parents. Cause you know, just, you know, it's a lot when you, when you're, when your parents disown you, it, 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 it just does something to your soul, but they didn't really disown me. They just, I didn't want to change to being afflicted. I wanted to stay in this affliction. So I woke up out of that affliction in 2002 with this experience I had with the horses and the fire, being out in the middle of nowhere and not seeing anything around me except for the desert, the sage, and like these little elemental spirits that were like in the sage and stuff, kind of like these protectors watching me. And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize like, wow, like I have all these protectors around me. I have all these angels around me. And, and like, and I'm waking up into a world where it's like, I have control of my life. And also too, like, wow, like I'm waking up out of a program of like, of, of, you know, city life and, and the way that things are supposed to be and like, and realizing like, dude, most of what I've been putting energy towards in my life has not been feeding my soul or my root and your soul and your root or what's going to go with you into your next life. And and understanding death, start understanding death too. And and I woke up out of that. Really, it was really tough. And like you know, I I'm really glad like I woke up in the middle of nowhere and not around people because I don't know how I could have explained that without like being people thinking I'm crazy because my whole life I was seen crazy from the age of eleven. Which now everyone's waking up to what's going on. <laughs> yeah. All of my warrior soldierism that I did, like staying, you know, like there is more to life than, than what is projected in front of us through the radio and the television newspaper and all that stuff. Like just realizing, oh my God, we've been puppeted. Oh my God, like I've been puppeted. Oh my God, how do I even go and move forward? And, you know, it's still, it took so many more psychedelic experiences and then in 2010 i had a really intense psychedelic experience with ayahuasca and i woke up pretty hardcore in 2010 like i i i I can't even explain it i was very ungrounded i i mean i was i was i still was very ungrounded mentally and again like i went through a lot of trauma and and I didn't have anybody in my life, in my blood that would talk to me, and and I didn't know how to communicate with people because I was just in this story of when I was 11 years old on this in this bike or on all these drugs, and then like and then I ended up running with gangs all over the East Coast, and you know I was just like I was a mess, and so it took me a long time to really come. 2010. I mean, I woke up a lot of times. 2002, I woke up pretty hardcore. Uh, 2000, in 2005, when I was running these ceremonies. I, I really was like, wow. I woke up and been like, okay, this isn't just me in my crazy head. Like, like we are. There's celestial beings and there's angels all around us, and and, and you know, and and then I and then I've had a big wake up in 2010. Um, and that was from a ayahuasca trip and, 
you know, I, I just saw like how, how much I had depleted my soul, my body physically. Um, and just how much to just like, like, like I, I was everywhere out here, not following my heart. I mean, does that kind of sum it up a bit for the waking up? I mean, waking up out of depression, anxiety. I mean, for me, like, I would see all these movies. I was, like, seeing, like, stuff that I, like, kind of like how, like, a movie of what happened, but then, like, acting like if I was in that movie, but how I live in it. And crying a lot and laughing and, you know, accepting that tomorrow today's a new day this moment's a new day and 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 i have the power to change and and no one can hold you back it doesn't matter what they say how they put you down and unfortunately we've been programmed to hold people back we've been programmed <laughs> ourselves back <laughs> we just like it's like how much programming have we i mean our family last like two three hundred years have been totally programmed like live this certain way to this these families that are just taking all resources on earth right now, you know. And so I'm really glad that everyone's waking up now. It's your turn to wake up. Just wake up more every day and like just know. Okay. And like when when if you start like seeing and on energy, this all pass. You breathe through it. You have to empty your mind. In 2010, I did a vipassana after uh, the ayahuasca ceremony. I did a vipassana. Uh, which is a 10-day meditation. And that really opened up my mind being silent for 10 days. I mean, stop talking all the time, you know? that's Talking is what's creating a lot of our stories. Like, be around people, just sit and be quiet. American Indians and people, they just sit around and they don't talk that much or they, they're doing things. They're being more interactive with nature and with their families and the name American Indian culture is so beautiful and it's been so genocided with the name with, with the with the US government now planting fentanyl alcohol into these beautiful cultures and destroying them now. So now there's like such a bad genocide war or the war on drugs with these horrible heroin, cocaine, if that means crack, fentanyl and just killing these children, killing 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 just so much, and I, I mean, you know, pray for when you're is pray for all the ancestors, pray for all the people that have been protecting these medicines because you will, when you send them energy, you send them, people, you will feel more abundance and understand life more. That's when I started, I started really waking up to that, and the medicine started to me about that a lot in 2002. Is like honor the ancestors, honor the indigenous. You know, learn from them, like watch their traditions, like and respect them. You know, don't claim them, like respect them, and and and, and you'll just see so much. You'll more like why nature is important, and why we have to stay connected. And there's more going on right now where with these beautiful technology phones, it's really taking people away from nature, and we have to find balance. Life is about balance, and that's what medicine is going to teach you. So start microdosing with them. You know, there's so many things you do. Four days on, three days on. You, know? you can eat just like a twelfth of a gram and, and just like 
do a little in the morning, do a little in the evening, do a little when you're feeling it. You know, it's going to help you see energy more color. It's going to help, like, you go past the veils that have been programmed and have been placed upon us in this reality that we live in. And just, just keep being in love. Humiliate, humiliate, humiliate. Humiliation and being accountable for what you've done to yourself. Even if other people did it to you, like, it's hard, but we did it to ourselves, and it's so weird, and it's like, how, why would I do this to myself? Well, we don't know any better, because there is no guidance, there is no, there is no traditions in America, okay? Like, our traditions in America is, like, going to the bar and drinking, which is great, I love sports, but it's just like, it's like, that's like, poison you know i mean it's just like that's great and all but you gotta balance you gotta go to the you gotta go to nature you gotta you know things help animals to people like you know feed people sometimes you know go out and walk a dog down meet quite therapy facility you know i mean or get a horse yourself or if you can or just you know you know a lot of us we live in cities you know bless it <laughs> It's so polluted, you know, and it's hard for us to get out. We can create our own sanctuaries, even in our homes and our spaces, and we can open up these energy vortexes, and we can we can create these altars, and you know, again, in due respects to the to our ancestors and the ones who came before us to clear these pathways. These plant medicines they didn't come easy, you know. There is a lot of pain behind keeping these plant medicines going and I know because I work in that room and I constantly helping people and I'm a part of an incredible organization that safeguards people so they can do their work. They can heal. They can self care and heal themselves. But the only one do the work is you and know that and honor that. And just give thanks every day that you're alive. Give thanks for the water, the earth, the animals, for everything that you have, your family, how yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, an interesting thing you said there was how, you know, we're talking about waking up and stuff like that, but basically you're, you're saying how you've woken up several different times. You know, it wasn't like there's this one big moment. You have several big moments in your life and you continue, like you said, you're continuing to wake up. And isn't that... Isn't that so cool that you can continue to have, I mean, someone like you, who you've been doing this for so long, you've had so many different experiences and you're able to still continue to wake up after all that. I mean, I think that's pretty interesting that, um, there to, to mention that. And, um, so yeah, we're pretty much out of time. The last, um, the only other thing I wanted to ask you um, before we close out and is, and then I tell people how to get into, uh, learn more about you. The only last question I had was, um, the, uh, if, what do you think the biggest difference for you in the way that before you got introduced to all of the plant medicines and everything that's, you've had this huge shift in your life. What do you think right now, if you had to sum it up, like, what do you think the big difference is in the way you viewed things then? And the way you see things now, if there was a way to 
if there was what was what do you think the biggest difference is there um to listen to listen to listen and to listen like listen slow down and listen because you know i went through a period of when i woke when i started waking up in 2002 me and plant medicine i thought i think you know i knew everything about it and i really did I didn't listen to people and I didn't listen to like advice I was given that was so sacred and special. And I just kept trying to do it my own way, my own way, my own way. And you know, that's the way we've been is like, we're all alone. You got to figure it out. You know, and you know, I started when I started listening, like being quiet and listening and realizing I'm and that took me a long time, even all the time. But when I realized listen and to listen to the simplest things and to just slow down and listen, that's when it started working for me. That's when I, you know, don't stay stuck in your humiliation. Humiliate, let it go. You know, and I stayed stuck in my story of humiliation for a long time. And I used it, too, for, like, surviving. And, you know, it just created more trouble for me. Created, you know, it created just more trouble. And, and, again, like, I don't know why I just went through, why, for me personally, why it's self-affliction. It just took me so long to get out of it. Finally, like, in this years... Like, since about 2019, right before the I had a really intense ceremony with, um, with ayahuasca, actually. And, um, man, it, uh, like, it's like, it's like this ball, I felt like I was like, like crystal mirror ball and it just broke, it busted open. And like, it was funny because like, heal your ancestral trauma, that, and like, and, and your family, don't go like looking for it it's hard i got stuck in that for years and you know doing all these psychedelics because i was like i was like i started doing psychedelics to try to get superhero powers and stuff more honestly like started to like great but it started happening when i started listening and slowing down and just not crying so hard um mm -hmm. and i mean just listen like you have there's so many guys there's so many people that are there's a lot of good people out there leading, but you know, like you can, you know, it's like you can listen to people like Oliver, you can listen to people like me, you can listen to people that are part of our amazing organization, Women Eat Your Native Sanctuary, that are just like they're enlightened and they're, they're here to remember you. Just be here now, meditate, empty your mind. So important, empty your mind. I, just, I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, that listening is the best we could do. It's just, like, listen and listen to people that are successful, straight up. Listen to people that are living their dreams. Don't follow people that are not happy, that are not successful, you know. Like, it's just, like, and listen to people that know about them, not that are just done, tried them, you know. Don't listen to people that just started, even yourself. You need to listen to the lineage holders, you know, listen to the teachers, the medicines. You got to be really quiet inside here. 
the these spirits, the spirit of this medicine, and understand that. And you know, your diet's really important. Away from refined sugars. Try to stop doing alcohol. So many people and things like it destroys families. And it's in our face all the time, everywhere you go, you can get it. You know, it's just like, but, you know, and it's not right. It's not right. We live in a really horrible reality where we are surrounded by lies and the uh, programming. And, you know, there's some dark forces and energy on earth that have been like, you know, keeping this going because it's, it's just, I don't know, <laughs> not explain it, but, not, but just, uh, you gotta listen to you gotta listen to lineage holders like and people that have been doing the work like myself. Like I've dedicated my whole life to this work last few years, and I listen to people that have been doing it for generations. And those are you know you want to listen to people that are working in their heart. They're not doing it just for money. Oh my god! Now that so many people doing money, it's just like uh you know, and it's hard. You gotta really. Keep out, but if you're on this and you're listening to us, you're on a good path. Just keep going. You're attracting people that understand these medicines, understand the spirit teachers, and working with these plants. So you're on a great path. And like you can't trust everybody, and you gotta like, you know, there's a lot of vetting you have to do with people yourself because you also trust people together. Man, I've had so many stories made up about me that aren't true. And and I feel so by some people in some ways and but you know I I just keep loving like them or their story and and then people meet me or they get to experience uh, therapy or even therapy or fun because I'm all about having fun and being in the now and innocence and bringing people back to their inner and to their inner animal. And you know it's it's really hard to find people like these, and you gotta watch out these days. You know the plant medicine world is rising, but there's a lot of people that don't understand. Like there's a whole spiritual realm of ancestors that live with this medicine, and you gotta listen to them, and you gotta find ways to find them. So you are, and that's why, you're here, and that's why you found us, and blessed because you're blessed. You know that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really cool how we met, you know. Yes. It's like it's just like, I, and I knew I was supposed to meet you the first time I met you too. And it's just like it was really, really cool. Yes. Um. Well, thank that we're out of time, Gemma, and I just want to thank you so much. I know you're extremely busy, and it's late where you're at, and you've got a huge horse ride coming up, and yeah. so taking the time out of your day to um, talk with me, I really appreciate it. Um, before we go, for anyone listening that wants to learn more about you or and what you're doing and everything you got going on, can you tell them how they can how they can um, do that? Yeah, so the best way to get you know through to me or to one of our amazing um, uh, spirit teacher members, uh, I like to say, um, is going to womanit.org. Uh, it means female. Niti means male. Eight letters. W-U-M-A. That's female. N-I-T-I. -I. means the balance of the masculine and feminine. Life. You go to womaniti.org. Um, you can learn more about our medicine as well as um, educate my as well as 
we make some really incredible uh, uh, hemp products with other herbs and such like that that are really great for brain heart cognitive function that are really good for integration before and after with working with the mushroom. So um, that's where you can find me um, and work. I also do um, on Facebook, uh, Kristen Demarastar de Fernanda, um, and on Instagram, Demarastar. You can reach out to me there. Um, I really highly recommend checking out Maniti Earth Sanctuary. It's an amazing tribe of people, bridge of indigenous cultures from all over the planet. Waking people up to the indigenous lineage and why they're here on earth and to just all the amazingness of water and places and just what earth provides for us. So, yeah, womaniti.org, it's an incredible organization. Um, we've been safeguarding people to utilize and transfer and grow plant medicines like mushrooms and cannabis and vines and cactuses and all kinds of stuff. And um, we have an amazing code of ethics and tenets of faith. Um, and it's a really amazing grid of energy that we've created a protection that's actually protecting people and it works. And it's pretty amazing when you follow within what we are educating and listen and you understand in it just comes back tenfold to you and keeps you um, in that safeguard so you can continue your medicine work here on the planet with these beautiful, beautiful teacher plants. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for everything you're doing. You're helping so many people with these amazing mushroom growth kits. Our members are loving that. Um, and we're just getting so much positive feedback from how they work and how they grow and produce and so thank you so much. And I really honor you for your work for having me on here. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thanks so much, Jenna, for that. And um, for anyone listening, I do recommend any going to Wuminati, going, following Gemma, and anything that they offer, I would sign up for and buy. I do. I'm a member, and I'm also... I use all of the products. Their hemp products are amazing as well as all the other products that they have and they taste delicious and they're all organic and it's really, really good. And so anyway, I highly encourage anyone to go there where she just told you to go and, and get involved and follow her. So, but other than that, Gemma, thank you so much again. And, um, I can't wait. Are you going to be going to Florida in, um, September? Yes. Okay, cool. So we'll be able to catch up more yeah. in Florida. <laughs> For sure. I my kids, too. I bought them tickets. What's that? I bought my year-old tickets. Oh, cool. Start learning more. That'll be awesome. Marketing and just the journey of being around successful people, you know, it's like, you know, that are actually running from their hearts, you know, that's, mm. that's just like stuff. So amazing. So yes, we always got them and I even got Elliot's gonna come too, I think. And um Oh cool. Never been I get to meet a bunch of people, huh? That'll be awesome. <laughs> totally like traditional Indian that's never been like that before. So wow. really excited awesome. for him to wake up and see just that there's a lot of out there that are really successful and, and driven from their heart and changing the world very possible. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, um, any closing words you want to say to anyone before we leave? We could say a little prayer of gratitude. Okay. I'll just close our eyes and we're going to breathe in and out through our nose. Pour in our body. Inhale. We're going to exhale out through every pore in our body. And we're going to inhale in through every pore in our body. And anything that's not serving us in our highest good, we're going to exhale out through every pore in our body. And we're going to empty our mind and just visualize visualize peace on earth, visualize peace on ourselves, visualize uh, clean water, visualize growing food, visualize our relatives all around us, whether they're soul family or blood family, getting along, visualizing ourselves as our highest good and and seeing that each and every one of us have the capability of being our higher self because we all are God. We all create each other and we all um, support each other in the best ways that we are able to. And anything that doesn't serve us in our highest good right now, let it just release, go back to the earth, cycle into love and light. Matakwe for all relations, peace and love. Just taking that sweet breath. Give thanks for that sweet breath. Be here now and focus, focus in Focus on your pineal gland. Focus on your heart. Focus on your core. And just line them all up together. And just feel that beautiful energy that you're cultivating all the time in yourself. And feel that radiating love and light to all your relations. And clearing the doorway. Clearing the path for everybody that you encounter. May they feel and understand this love and light. May they be blessed, and may they understand that abundance is for all. pretty much it so thank you so much Gemma again and I uh, look forward to seeing you in Florida and uh, good luck on your your horse ride um, that you got coming up here in a, a couple days yeah we start tomorrow 5 a.m. but the race starts on the 5th so okay. I'll be riding um, 60 miles a day racing galloping on four different horses wow. for <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> it is. It's like helps my mind because <laughs> I'm yeah, about really. helping <laughs> in front of you. So, so is life. Just think about me one step at a time. Baby steps, steps. Get there. All right. Thanks, Gemma. Talk to you later. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Later. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.
Hey, thanks for listening. And if you'd like to learn more about how we help sad people improve their mental health by growing happy mushrooms at home using an all-in-one simple growing system that doesn't require any complicated instructions or expensive equipment, then check us out at curativemushrooms.com. Psilocybin remains illegal under the federal law in the United States. We do not advocate for, endorse, or intend for this podcast to be used to violate federal law. Curative Mushrooms has to post the standard FDA disclaimer. The statements made regarding medicinal mushrooms have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. Creative Mushrooms is not making claims intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before consuming medicinal mushrooms. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice. Thank you.